Christmas ain't got a lot to say. On all the things we go through within the day. Politics, dating, recipes, traveling. And yep, of course, I'm the karaoke queen. Hip-hop. I take no L's. I'm always booking flights. This is my lovely lunatic Leo life. Come on, get two steps in the room. This is my lovely lunatic Leo life. Come on, get two steps in the room. This the is I'm always transparent. I'm always open with you. Um, this whole season, I've been telling you all my business, you know? And so this one, I felt like I was ready. I was kind of emotional last week, and this is why I chose this topic this week. I was in my feelings, so I started writing things down. Things down. I'm like, you know what? This is a good episode to talk about um, and to maybe help somebody get through whatever it is that they're going through, um, or if they have a negative thoughts or feeling suicidal, this is the episode that I want you to listen to because I want you to know that it will get better. And I want you to know that with time, you will appreciate everything that you've been going through because you're, you're going through everything for a reason. And it's just going to make you stronger. I know at times we feel weak. I know at times we feel like we can't move on. And at times we feel like we just want to give up. What's up, everybody? Welcome to my lovely lunatic, Leo Life. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, guys. (laughs) I tend to sing from time to time. But this is no joking matter, guys. Seriously, this is a deep episode. Um, Thank you for joining me. Thank you for always supporting me. And, um... You know, I appreciate all the love that I've been getting so far about my second season of my podcast. Yes, it's a little somber, but it's something that's very important that we need to talk about. Um, And I, you know, in my past episodes, I've stressed the reason why I'm here and finding my life's purpose and understanding why I am the way I am, you know, and I'm very transparent. I'm an open book. I mean, I let you know what I want you to know, but I'm pretty much an open book and I feel like most of the things that I go through is going to help somebody else get through something similar or help them with their feelings on any situation. You understand? So I feel like if I share my life experience, I can help people find their own happiness. You know, I'm here to talk about the good and the bad of life. And I have the opportunity, I have a platform, my podcast. I can reach millions eventually, hopefully soon. Um, But even if I reach 100 people or 20 people and they hear my message and they take something from that message, that is my my purpose. You know, that's my life's work. I know everybody has their own struggles. I know people have you know, far worse situations that they can handle than other people, you know, but it's not like we're going to be playing a game of, oh, well, I'm more depressing you. No, I'm just talking about my experience and letting you know how I'm able to overcome it. I, you know, I'm still having struggles in life, but it's not as bad as what it was. Hopefully that'll help you find your happiness. Hopefully that'll help you find your purpose in life. Um, I hope to inspire you with anything that you want to do in life. Of course, traveling is one of my main things or having the fear, um, beating the fear of getting on stage to do karaoke or trying a new recipe. In my episode five, I talked about my me coming into my new, my spirituality 
and it started in episode five. I talk about plant medicines, ayahuasca and yahe, which yahe I did in March. So I talk about that and how I found myself and was reborn and reawoken. I don't know if that's the real word, but I reawakened um, either my ancestor or my spirit. But I've felt the warrior blood. I, I like to call her royal warrior. That's what I like to call her because I felt it and I felt the powerfulness. I can't explain it, but I did explain it in episodes five and in episode six of my season two um, podcast. And then I also have an um, d- very detailed information about what happened during my Yahe retreat in March. So that one, it goes in because it was like a few days after my retreat. So, you know, take a look at that on my Instagram, my lovely lunatic Leo Life. That's my Instagram. And you'll see what experience has happened. So... I discovered that I have or I am a royal warrior, you know, and you know, some people may laugh or whatever, but I feel it in me and I'm I'm utilizing it. I've always had it in me and I just never knew it. I wasn't always confident, you know what I mean? So it was something that I just had to get over. You know, when I was 14 years old, I tried to commit suicide. I swallowed a whole bunch of Tylenol. And, no, Advil, actually. It was Advil. I remember because it was sweet. And till this day now, it's really hard for me to swallow pills. I think I took like 106 or 116 Advil. But luckily, the, I didn't even have to get my stomach pumped. Like, I didn't have to get my stomach pumped. I did have to stay in the hospital overnight. And they wouldn't let me leave until I spoke to a child uh, psychologist. And the reason why I did that is because I always felt like I was ugly. And I thought I would never have a boyfriend. All my friends had boyfriends, you know. So, that was... Like, I kept, well, I was always rejected. You know, I was like boy crazy, but nobody ever wanted me, you know. And I grew up in, uh, I don't like to say a white neighborhood because it wasn't necessarily mainly white, but it was like also like Filipino and Indian as well. But in my elementary school, I could count how many black kids on one hand that went to the school at the same time as me, or at least was in my grade. You know, it was probably like two or three of us in my grade. So, you know, it was like, I was always like in the white boys, the Spanish boys, and they never liked me. So I was always getting rejected by 14 and I couldn't take it. I was like, you know what? I'm probably never going to have a boyfriend. I'm probably never going to get married. And I was just, I tried to end it all. Um, but now that I'm looking back, the fact that they didn't even have to pump my stomach after taking a hundred and over a hundred, um, Advil, it was, I was blessed back then. You know what I mean? I don't know what it takes. I'm not trying to tell y'all nothing. I'm just saying that's what happened to me. And I was kind of, you know, I was bullied in elementary school, but I I played sports. So that's where I met most of my friends playing softball, basketball, and soccer. And so by the time I got to middle school, I was more of a, you know, I had friends. And I wouldn't say I was popular, but everyone knew who Adrian was. And I was like, I was always funny and I was always having a good time. By the time I got to high school, that was like, I was so cool. You know, I was everyone's friend. I was still never anyone's boyfriend until my senior year. But he didn't even go to our school. He went to Hackensack High School. I went to Bergenfield High School. So I was feeling, you know, like at 14, you know, even though you're young, you don't have a boyfriend. My parents wouldn't let me have had a boyfriend anyway at that time. But the fact that I know nobody wanted me was... It was, you know, wasn't I wasn't happy about that, you know. I just um, had to. That was my first time about really trying to commit suicide, and so I went to high school. I was cool. I used to dance in the cafeteria. I used to do everything. Like I was just funny, funny ass Adrian. I think even my senior year, 
I got one of the class clowns in the yearbook when they did like a survey or something like that. I don't remember. But, you know, everyone loved loved Adrian because she was funny and she was cool. But nobody loved me. I did have, except my boyfriend, Christian. You know, so finally had a boyfriend. Then when I went to college, I went to Norfolk State University, HBCU. And that's when I started being like, oh, damn. I'm black and I'm beautiful. They was loving me over there. And I guess because I was from up north and they were from, most of them were country. They loved my accent. They loved the fact that I was from Ghana. Even though I was born in America, I used to throw that around all the time. But then they would ask me if I could braid hair and I couldn't. I could have made a killing in college if I knew how to braid hair. But, you know, so in college, you know, I was feeling myself like, you know, you experiment, you go through a few things and a few <sighs> penises and such. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mom. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I'm not going to lie. College is when people were starting to like me, and I didn't know how to act. My parents had me on lockdown when I was home. So I was out. I was wilding in college. I was wilding. I was there for one semester, two semesters. My father was like, uh-uh, come back home. So I went to community college, and then I went to Willie Pete. But anyway, the next time I thought about suicide, like, heavily, was in 2018. At this point, I was... I think I was 36 years old, and um, it was two years after the abortion I had, which I spoke about in episode one. And in season one, I have a full-blown episode about the abortion. And so I really went through a time with that because the person who I was pregnant by, I felt rejected by him as well. Um, We stopped talking. Uh, And then I just felt like, again, I'm never going to end up with anybody. I'm going to be lonely. And, you know, being lonely is something that people don't get me wrong I don't mind being home alone chilling and Netflixing and chilling by myself or cooking I don't have a problem with that but sometimes when you do it all the time and you just like damn I wish I could go out on a date you know what I mean and the thing about me is it's not like I was always sitting home miserable thinking about that because I always went out with friends I was always traveling I'm still inspiring people and laughing and going out having a great time but when I come home at times I was just like here I go with nobody to come home to if I wasn't for my cat Lola I really believe I would have committed suicide and that's I just didn't want to leave her alone and so I told three of my best friends my these are my like my sisters um two of them I grew up with when we were teenagers we've known each other so I called them or I just I didn't even want to I don't know why I did but I just texted them in the group chat like you know I'm just I'm so sick of this life and blah 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 and so I went downstairs to the corner, that went downstairs to the store that we had in the base, in our, my building, and to get something, and one of my best friends was there. She was like, I was just gonna surprise you, and you weren't supposed to see me, I was gonna come upstairs, and I just started crying. We hugged, and I saw me, she was the one, and we just started, you know, I started crying, and when I went upstairs and I'm explaining why I felt the way I felt, it was like, I was embarrassed, like, okay, because you're ugly, not ugly, because I didn't think I was ugly, I just felt like I would never be happy in a relationship. And as I'm telling her about it, I was embarrassed, you know, to talk about it because, you know, my friends, some of them, they look up to me and they think I'm so funny and I'm so crazy and wild. And it might, I didn't realize how overwhelming it could be for them. Like, damn, you really feel this way and you just so, you know, you're the way you are. But I am always felt like I was pure hearted and, um, or good hearted with a pure heart. And I'm still single. The one time I ever got pregnant in life, I aborted the baby at the time that I did want a child, you know. And now that I'm looking back, everything has been happening for a reason. You know, I felt like I was still doing everything I wanted to do, still traveling, you know, cooking well and eating well. And 
um, you know, having a good time, but at the same time, it was just like the one thing I needed, or I felt like I needed, was a man by my side. A good man, not some rinky-dink buffoon who's just going to waste my time, you know? And that's what I was accepting. Then I'm thinking, okay, am I attracting these kind of dudes? Because I'm like, I'm so cool. Why am I attracting to these, attracting these fools? Then I'm thinking, okay, well, are you that desperate that you're falling for anybody? So then I'm like, okay, maybe I'm just being desperate. So it's a lot going through my mind and I just really wanted to end it all. I was like, I'd be happier not being here. I don't have to deal with this shit, this nonsense. I used to cry all the time after going out and having a great time, cry all the time. I was drinking every single day and it just wasn't, I just wasn't happy. I wasn't happy at all. And this is why I want to talk to you guys because I know there's times when you feel like you want to give up because you're not happy. And again, everybody has their own situations that are, you know, more than any the next person can handle. You know what I mean? I mean, all I wanted besides making money, being my own boss, doing something that I love is to meet my person and have a family. You know, someone that I know will be there and we could have kids and have a great life. You know, I was so sad at one point that even watching TV and people falling in love and kissing, I couldn't even watch that. Like, I'd start crying. It was that bad, you know? And I was like, you know, there's never, then I go into my little pity party, like, oh, I'm never going to have anyone for myself and no one's going to want me. And I was just ready to give up on love. I just wasn't thinking about anything else except me being single. And now I'm about to be 40 next month in July. I'm well, well, yeah, technically, yeah. Next month in July, I'm gonna be 40. I'm still single, and this shit is still annoying me. But at the same time, now that I'm knowing my purpose, I found this royal warrior spirit. I feel like even though I had a lot of fools that were entered into my life and people that were I didn't need in my life, I still feel like it was all for a reason to lead me up to a certain purpose. Because now I feel like everything that I went through was for a reason and it's to make me stronger because I can handle a lot of shit. I really can. And I was mad at God for allowing all these rejections. Like, if I'm your child, how come you make me feel this way? Um, you know, and I just wasn't happy with myself and I was angry at God for making me deal with these kind of fuckery men and then making me feel so sad and making me chase men and making me just like confused on who's the right guy, if they're serious or if they're not, you know, and I felt like at one point, cause I was a big girl, I used to be 282 pounds, okay, and I'm tall, I'm 5'10", so I felt like I intimidated men. I always knew how to dress. I was always cool, dope as hell, had a cool soul. It's just nobody, like if I go out, people wouldn't really come to me. You know, I didn't really have men buying me drinks all the time, you know? So I was thinking maybe I was intimidating men. Now I'm smaller, now I'm more confident. I still feel like I'm intimidating men because of my confidence. It's like, just like, if you can gain confidence, don't come over here, okay? And I'm happy about that. But I was afraid that I would get more attention and I would still just take anybody because it coming my way. But I've been, you know, I've been receiving a lot of attention that I have to get used to. And I'm happy to say that I'm not giving much attention to everybody that's coming my way you know I'm still trying to keep my peace and I still want the right one to come my way so I'm I'm, I'm feeling dudes left and right like you ain't just gonna come up here and fuck my whole shit up and then walk away I was used to taking used to people taking my energy sucking me dry and then dissing me like I ain't the shit and I'm the motherfucking shit so I'm not taking that um I didn't know what hurt me more <laughs> Knowing I'm such a dope and loving person and still getting fucked over or the fact that I can't find love. 
So, like I said, I was tired of energy vampires or attracting these losers. But, you know, since my gastric sleeve in September, which is episode three with two of my girls who had the sleeve, um, check that episode out. And also my vlogs that I did about the gastric sleeve and what I went through. After I did that, I kind of went through like a spiritual journey. I didn't even realize I was going through anything spiritual. I just knew I, had, I was having a lot of time to myself kind of meditating I wasn't really eating so I would call it fasting but it wasn't like I was meaning to fast you know I was just getting my mind right you know and I let a lot of people go in my life not a lot but I cut off people that were unnecessary and I noticed didn't care for me I used to have a group of girls and um, that we used to hang out all the time one of them always do events and always had parties and she did such a great job and I used to love hanging out with her but then it's like then I started feeling like feeling my stomach every time I was about to go to her event like I started just feeling like I'm not in my stomach and I didn't understand why because I always had a good time that day but then I'm realizing it's because of certain people in my group that are so-called my friends that don't even like me for no reason just because I'm Miss A you know so I had to separate myself from that group and you know just and I didn't even give an explanation, but at the same time, I didn't give an explanation because some of those girls already knew. You know what I'm saying? You don't like me, so you don't even care. I'm leaving the group. And the other ones who wanted to know, they called me, and I, I, you know, I spoke to them about it, and I told them what's up. But I just was letting a lot of things out of my life. My ex-boyfriend, he was toxic. I let him out of my life, and I felt so much more relieved after I did that. You know, and I only want people around me that are for me and that love me unconditionally because I show that same respect and love to people. Like, I'm just such a big ball of love, and I love just showing my people love and respect. I love souping them up and amping them up. I love to encourage them. And that's the only kind of people that I want around me in my circle as well. How can I not encourage my own friends and family and want to encourage people out there who want to who watch my podcast? You understand what I'm saying? So it's like I want to do more for the universe and for people and show them that eventually you have these feelings of how you feel, but everything is going to come in a certain time. It's not going to happen when we want it. You know, it's just going to happen when we're ready for it. Now I can mentally receive it. If I was to get blessed with a good-ass job or with being internationally known with a podcast and making buku of money, I would be able to handle that now because I'm in a different mind space than I was a few years ago or even last year. On no lie, 2022 when it started, I had a feeling that this was going to be a different type of year. And I kind of delved into like tarot reading. Like I've been obsessive over tarot reading on YouTube. There's so many free tarot readers on YouTube. And a lot of them have been confirming what I've been feeling and how, what I've been saying. You know, there's a lot of things too, which I need to fall back on because I'm like, okay, waiting and expecting certain things to happen. But at the same time, I'm realizing that things are about to take off for me because I've been put into this position. Things that have happened to me in the past that I dealt with, like even the whole Wendy Williams situation, which I spoke about in episode one on um, season two, and then in season, in season one, I have a full-blown Wendy Williams uh, podcast about how she treated me and what happened between me and her. So that even, to me, I feel like was happening for a reason. I was devastated when that happened back then in 2005 or 2006, I don't remember, but now I moved on, you know what I'm saying? So one thing I saw, my best friend, she posted this today. She didn't know I would be recording talking about suicidal thoughts today, but she posted, write yourself a letter about everything you made it through and read it every time you think you can't make it through. 
And I think that's very important because that's going to show you that you're going to make it. You're going to get through it. It just takes time. But you got to kind of get out of the negative mental. And I know that's not easy. I know that's not easy at all. Trust me, I've been there. But the more you stay in a negative mental and the more you start saying things negatively about yourself, the more things are not going to come true or the more things it's not going to get, the more times it's not going to get better for you. I have one of my good guy friends. He's, you know, he always says things negatively and I know he doesn't mean to. And I'm always like, yo, stop trying to speak it into existence. If you want to think it, think it. Don't speak it and don't write it down, you know? And I know it's not easy to get out of mental headspace if you feel like everything's always against you and nothing's going the way you want it. But you have to understand, words are a very powerful thing. The more negative you speak about yourself, the worse it's going to be. It's not going to get better. You will not get out that mental energy. And I want you to get out of that mental energy. I want you to think about the good things you've been through through life. I want you to think about the times that you went through something bad and you, never didn't, think, and you didn't think you were going to make it and you ended up making it. Now, I also want you to understand that when you go through something, it's okay to feel how you feel. What I used to do was dismiss my feelings and then I would try to... Um, bury it deep down inside and move on no that's not going to help because it's still going to stay buried in and might resurface to one day out of the blue what i had to do was i had to really sit back and feel all the pain cry as much as i want to whatever however feeling just i have to feel it and then after some time it's like okay Adrian, you got to move on. you got to move forward because you don't want to stay stuck. And sometimes it felt good to stay stuck. I was like, you know what? I like staying like this. But then at the same time, it's like, do you really? Do you really like to feel this negative? And simple words that you say can put things into existence. This is why I'm telling you, don't speak certain negativities at all. Even if you feel that way, just try not to speak it out loud because you know what, once you speak it out loud, you can't take it back. It's in the universe and then you're gonna be fucking shit up for yourself, you know? And um, I went through that time where I was not feeling it, but now my confidence is through the roof on some true Leo shit, okay? I'm not gonna lie, 2022, I felt the change of coming and I know that things are gonna come out in time the people who i met i met them so i can learn what not to go to next time or what not to attract or how much i should allow them into my life you know i've let a lot of people go do you know the other day i was out with my girls at karaoke because i love karaoke and this dude that i used to know came up to me he was like can i just tell you he's like you might get mad or offended but i just have to say and this mofo was like you're fuckable now <laughs> Excuse me? I'm fuckable now? Sir, I was fuckable before, but sir, you were never fuckable to me. You were never on my hit list. Not once did I even think about putting you on my hit list. Not once did you even make it. I wouldn't even let you put your tongue in between my legs type shit, okay? So the fact that he felt comfortable enough to say, oh, you, you, you can get it now. Like, I'm fuckable now? Come on, man. And even the girl, and this is no offense to her because, you know, she had nothing to do with it. But the girl he came in with looked kind of sloppy to me. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to talk about me like that, you better come in with a bad bitch. Because I'm a bad bitch. Big or small. I was always cute. I was always fuckable. Just because you didn't want to do it, 
doesn't mean I wasn't getting it. And at the same time, I didn't want to attract all types of men anyway. So that was another person I would have to, ex- or he expelled himself out of my life. And I'm happy that people are doing that. I don't have to do it. You know, like you just say something wrong. I don't even have to address it. You know it's fucked. He started off by saying, this might sound fucked up. But, so it was like you already knew what you was about to say was just rude. So you said it anyway. Thinking as if, oh, thank you. Well, do you want some now? Do you think I'm a damn fool? Because <laughs> I'm not. So it's like certain things like that, but I've been told before by him and another person I was friends with who I actually was sexing for like a year. That guy told me, he was like, yo, if you lost mad weight, you would you would be much more attractive or something like that. Like, okay. <laughs> and I took a lot of shit because I wasn't fully confident in myself, but now I am fully confident in myself. There's nothing somebody can tell me that I don't already know. I know I'm Miss A, I know who I am, I know my worth, and I'm gonna show everybody who I am. I'm gonna show everybody what my worth is, just so they can know how to respect me. And I, if you don't wanna respect me, that's fine. You don't have to respect me. Just get from me. Get from around here. I don't need you. I don't need that negative energy. Because once I blow up, and once I do what I have to do, I know certain roaches are gonna start coming around as if they can come back to me. But guess what? The people I know that love me, and I know that support me, and I know that are there for me, those are the people I'm going to keep around. Those are the people that I'm going to support and love unconditionally. And that's what it is. I don't care how you feel. I don't care what you say. Just get away from around me. And uh, that's pretty much what I had to say to you guys today. Because I just want, you know, again, this is, everyone has their own things that they go through that they can't handle. So me and my issues of feeling like I'll never have anybody and wanting to kill myself because of that might be somebody else's struggle or it might not be somebody else's struggle. But this is one of the, this is the main reason why I wanted to kill myself because I felt like I wasn't going to have anyone. But I feel like new love is coming soon. Even though I know who my soulmate is, or I feel like he's my twin flame, but if I find love elsewhere, I know I'm going to find true love. I'm hoping it's with my twin flame, but um, I know I'm going to find somebody, and I'm just looking forward to the future, and I want you to look forward to the future and know that you are not alone, and if you ever want to talk, you can always DM me on my lovely lunatic Leo life. I know a couple, um, I mean, my abortion episode did help a few people out some of them dm'd me some of them hit me up on my podcast and you know i did get a lot of negative negativity also but i didn't pay it no mind i was happy that a few people reached out and said that i helped them and this is what i'm here for i'm here to help you or find you help if you don't want to talk to me we can find you help but this is very important mental health is very important depression is very important and suicide is very serious we have kids committing suicide because they're being bullied nowadays you know what i mean and like I said, I was bullied too. I was called corroded in first grade. Who the hell knew what corroded was in first grade? By another first grader. Like, anyway, I won't forget that. And I remember who said it too. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, y'all, thank you so much for watching my lovely Lunatic Leo Life podcast. Again, I thank you all for the love and support. And I just want to let you know I will be here. And I'm having a bunch of great guests coming up soon. You know, I'm having my nude beach crew come up soon at the end of the month. I'm having two great brothers come on to um, talk about being bullied. One's an actor. We got we got some stuff. Financial literacy. We got so many things coming on. So I'm so excited for season two. My website is also coming up soon. 
That should be ready. I have a birthday trip coming up, my solo trip to Zanzibar, Tanzania, my 40th, y'all. So I'm losing weight, feeling right, getting my mind right, getting my body right, and hopefully my boo's coming soon. And everything's going to come for you too, just as long as you stay positive and don't stay in that mental, that negative mental headspace. All right, y'all? Peace out. One love. I thank you all so much for always showing some love and support, y'all. Y'all the best. Peace. Hey y'all, welcome to my lovely lunatic Leo life, and uh, that was a little bit too much, <laughs> sorry. Hey, welcome to my lovely lunatic Leo life podcast, I thank you for tuning in. This episode is going to be a little bit more serious, so um, 